Hello everyone, and welcome back to Biopedia. Today, we're going to discuss the lamellopodium, a structure that is part of the actin cytoskeleton. Suffice it to say, we're going to come back to the actin cytoskeleton and the cytoskeleton more generally in later episodes. So, what is the lamellopodium? Well, the actin cytoskeleton is not structured in the same way throughout the whole cell. Instead, there are different structures within different parts of the cell body. Put simply, the lamellopodium is the structure the cell uses when moving directionally. Instead of simply describing it, however, I'm going to go through how the cell builds one in the first place, which should hopefully lead you to be able to picture what it looks like by the end. Without going into the finer ultrastructure details of actin, an actin filament can be pictured as two parallel strings of beads intertwining with one another. The cell constructs such a filament when actin monomers, the individual beads, collide with one another and swap an ATP for an ADP, binding in the process. This process starts out slowly but gradually speeds up. The first stable conformation is a trimer, or three of these actin monomers joined together, after which the filament can grow much more rapidly. It's getting to this point that's difficult. Again, we will come back to actin in more detail at a later episode, but this is all that you really need to know about it for this particular structure. So, in order to speed up actin polymerization, without changing the fundamental energy laws of the universe, that is, the cell needs to provide a structure that's similar enough in structure to actin that fewer monomers need to bind in order to create this first stable conformation. Essentially, this molecule would be doing some of the work for the filament. This is what the so-called ARP23 complex is, a megastructure consisting of seven domains, two of which resemble actin monomers. Once ARP23 is activated, only one actin monomer needs to bind to it in order for polymerization to pick up steam, because in effect, this structure now resembles a trimer. Now, let's add in an extra layer of complexity. This ARP23 complex isn't always active throughout the cell. Rather, there is another protein which acts on it and activates it, known as WASP, or W-A-S-P, W-A-S in capitals and lowercase p. WASP can itself be activated by one of the RAC family of protein kinases we discussed back in episode 3. The proteins which exchange a GDP for a GTP on the molecules they act on, thereby activating them. These WASP proteins may interact with an actin monomer, which allows them to bind more favourably to R23. This allows the whole process of filament creation to be effectively kick-started. ARP23 then creates a new filament at an approximately 70 degree angle to the existing filament, thereby resulting in the creation of a meshwork of these actin filaments. But these two compounds, ARP23 and WASP, aren't the only ones responsible for the creation of the lamellopodium, as it would be unsustainable in this manner. For instance, consider the length of any new filament. If it grows too long, the filament would buckle and not have the strength to overcome the resistance it endures while pushing against the plasma membrane. This is essentially because, in order for a cell to be able to move, the actin cytoskeleton needs to push against the plasma membrane, thereby generate with enough force generated in the process for the cell to be able to move. In order for the cell to be able to move, short filaments are therefore needed, hence the action of cofillin a depolymerization protein that acts at the rear of the lamellopodium and shortens the filament, increasing the proportion of these filaments that have not yet buckled under the strain. 
The cofilin preferentially binds to the ADP-bound form of actin, more commonly found near the base of the filament, meaning that cofilin is therefore more likely to act on the rear of the lamellopodium. It is also thought that this depolymerization provides a sufficiently large pool of subunits to keep the growth of the lamellopodium going. The end result of this is a lamellopodium which is approximately the same width throughout the length of the cell and is short enough to be able to push against the plasma membrane. The addition of subunits near the plasma membrane and removal of subunits at the back of the structure allows the lamellopodium and hence the cell to move forwards. But now, before we end the show this week, I've got a bit of housekeeping. My studies have so far limited the topics we've been able to cover, which also includes the level of detail. As such, I'm going to try and set up a few so-called rewind episodes, which will go back over some of the basics which I've been unable to cover so far due to the scheduling obstacles associated with university life. If you would be interested in covering some of the more fundamental topics, feel free to give these a listen. The first episode will be on cell theory and what a cell actually is, slash how it was historically perceived, and should hopefully be out soon. As always though, thank you for listening. There's In the description there's a video about the process of filament elongation using VASP and the ARP23 complex, which I found helped me visualise the process. This isn't the actual link, but rather the title, but you, that should hopefully be enough information to be able to find it. If you would like to suggest topics for future episodes, have a comment or question, or just want to say hello, you can reach the show at biopediapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, have a great week, and until next time.